and this is what the front of it looks like. Boom. That's iPod. I happen to have one right here in my pocket, matter of fact. There it is, right there. So, this amazing little device holds a thousand songs, and it goes right in my pocket. The voice you just had was that of Steve Jobs when he was introducing the iPod in 2001. In this episode, I and Emily Nash, we had a conversation about podcasting and social life audio so just sit back and enjoy hi i'm your host charles unese and welcome to lost in networking podcast where we discuss computer networking technologies blockchain technologies and how gen z's and millennials are interacting with social networks Hi, Amelia. Hi, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I noticed um, Taisha, is she, is she here too? No, it's just me today. <laughs> All right, that's cool, that's cool, no problem. So wow, okay. Um, so Amila, can you uh, kindly uh, introduce yourself, like, to the audience? So my name is Amelia Nash, and I'm a full-time freelancer by trade. So I'm a graphic designer that specializes and focuses on uh, branding. So I do everything branding-related, from brand identity design to uh, brand consulting, working with businesses to kind of up-level their brand presence, uh, creating brand strategy, anything to do with design and brand is kind of what I do by nature. And I co-host a podcast with my friend Taisha. We co-host a podcast called The Attention Podcast, and it's for freelancers. So anyone that would consider themselves a full-time freelancer, designer, copywriter, etc., it shares our experiences as full-time freelancers in the hopes of helping other people who are in that position, you know, hear the raw realities of what it's like to, to freelance on the side. So that's myself and Taisha Turner. Uh, she's not here today though. It's just me. Um, that's a little bit about myself. Oh, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, today we're just, we're going to be talking about podcasting and social life audio, you know, like, mm-hmm. Social life audio, the wave is it's been amazing lately. What has been happening in that space, like mm-hmm. from Clubhouse, everything, everything actually started from Clubhouse, you know. So, but first, before I jump into social life audio, I would want to you know refresh everyone's minds to podcasting, you know, and also hear your thoughts, um, you know. So, okay, for a start, yeah, podcasting actually, it's been, it's been around for a while, you know, since the internet started, but it's starts to, you know, become 
mainstream. I think it was around like 2001 when mm-hmm. um, Apple like launched their iPod. Mm-hmm. So the iPod it was it was a big deal then. You know, they were they were actually surprised that this little device could actually stop like 2,000 songs and they can actually <laughs> take it everywhere they go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and. Around that time, like folks could actually leverage the iTunes store to listen to a bunch of podcasts, and I think that was when the name podcast like actually mm-hmm. you know, came up, you know. So uh, for a while it was going, and then voting died. Like wasn't that trendy any longer, you know. So it wasn't until around like 2004 when so there, there was this show called serial previously um, on serial so he wanted an alibi yeah i mean the only thing i can say is man it was just a normal day to me it was absolutely nothing abnormal about that day to me. she was concerned because she was being asked questions about an affidavit she'd written even now it would be nice if there was some technicality something that would prove his innocence but I think, I think, Asia, like, you might be that technicality. It was like this whole, it was, it was like, um, it's a crime show, but it's based on a true story, actually. It was about a, a, a guy who actually murders his girlfriend. You know, they were, they were young, it happened around 1999. So the host... She should go. She, she's an investigator, actually. So she would go to you know interview um, the the culprits as of, as of that time. You know, interview the friend as in his friends. You know, and people from school. You know, to just um, you know to know their own side of the story in regards to the event. Mm-hmm. So, but funny enough, she she started recording the whole thing. No, normally she would, an investigator would record what they have. But then she started publishing it, you know, as a podcast. And it was actually interesting. I I went I went to listen to some of the old episodes, and oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It, it it felt like it felt like. I was I was reading a fiction story, but in this, mm-hmm. I was listening to it. You know, it had this nice vibe. It had these movie vibes in it. You know, it was intense. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So that was oh, okay. So around around that time, yeah, there was there was this company called Ecast. It was a podcast platform. It's, it's a Swedish com- company actually. So they they were the one who published this, um, the podcast as at that time but it was as it, it didn't actually get any traction you know a lot of people didn't actually know it like, like in the us until it was available on itunes that was at forward to like 2014 though so around that time like people, people were then downloading it like crazy it was like the hottest show but now in audio mm-hmm. So it was mind blowing. Around 2014, like it was like it was like a renaissance. A non-science story has captivated millions since the launch of the podcast Serial. Serial is what brought new evidence to the case. Everything just started again. 
crazy. So that was where like most of cast like actually began. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind when I was when I was reading through this whole thing. I was like, what? <laughs> Seriously. So so that was it. You know, that's the um the history of podcasting and all that. But but before, before I begin, I would like to um, ask what 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 made you be, uh, go into podcasting? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny because you're talking about that show, and it's like the production value was just off the charts. Like you said, it it was you were so invested in the story, you were so invested in yeah the background and the context. It was it was like a next level from you know radio shows. I'm like. When did they even come about? And like, I just remember my dad listening to them in like the 70s and 80s, where he's like, you, you hear these these stories being told on the radio. And True. it was it was reminiscent of that, you know, where podcasts were like these, these stories that you could listen to, intensity, intrigue, and production value. And then you could choose what topics you were interested in. I think, I think that's where people really started to become a lot more interested in podcasts where it wasn't just something you would tune into on the radio. It was something you could find something you're interested about and learn. So for me, um, we got into podcasts, like producing podcasts and hosting our 2021 is when we first launched our podcast. Hello, and welcome to the attention podcast where we dive into the raw realities of being a full-time freelancer. Join us as we navigate our own freelance adventures in the hopes of passing on some wisdom and insight to you. We're your hosts, Amelia. And I'm Taisha. Both full-time design freelancers. So without further delay, let's, let's get, get started. started. Got into it was honestly because of the pandemic. So because of COVID and people were, you know, Zoom fatigued, everyone is so, you know, people don't necessarily want to tune into you know, YouTube videos and Zoom meetings and all that. I thought that having a podcast was a perfect, a more digestible platform where you can listen to a podcast when you're doing errands at home. You can mm-hmm. listen to a podcast while you're doing your work at your computer. So it's a little bit more digestible in that sense where you don't have to be honed in and watching something so it was just another way for us to share our experience in in that digestible manner we are planning on launching a youtube series as well as part of like the next phase of our marketing and development but for right now we wanted to kind of test the waters to see like well what can we talk about right it's so easy to produce and launch a podcast than it is having to edit video for example so we (laughs) thought that this good <laughs> we thought that this was a good kind of you know one foot through the door so to speak where it's easy to record it's easy to launch it's easy to share knowledge and then how might we use this education that we're sharing to up level our brand and marketing so that's kind of how we got started with the podcast was actually a push from from pandemic so yeah wow that that's amazing <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, yeah, like how I actually got into podcasting. I've always got, I've always loved podcasting. Mm-hmm. I, because most of my, most of my uh, next friends, I would, I would always want to, you know, talk to them most times, and I just 
I started a podcast, but I felt it was a struggle because I didn't know how to um, speak to them and record it. Mm-hmm. That was that was when I then I found a new startup. It's called Rackets. I don't know if you heard about it. No, I haven't. What is it? Rackets. Rackets. No, and what is what is Rackets? Okay, so it's, it's a it's a startup company. So you it's kind of like a mini podcast, but now you can actually edit it. You can you just record and it's only about nine minutes and it's 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 actually interesting though it's an invite only platform because mm. it's actually really new so i i signed up that was i think it was last month or two months ago and it was nice i made my, my first racket that's what, mm-hmm. as we call it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so after that i was like whoa <laughs> You know, they were really nice. After that, I had a friend of mine who was he was building a software project, a network engineering software project. You know, where if you could actually um, make the network talk, call, as in phone, the network could actually phone his line and you know tell him what's going on, going wrong, oh, and wow. all that. Yeah, it was. So it's it's really interesting. So I got him on my podcast via rackets. And we had a conversation, and after that, I saved it. It was really nice. But then, uh, I I wanted to spice things up. I wanted to add things like music and all that, but I couldn't do it on rackets because rackets it's, it's raw. You just say everything you want to say and you just publish it. Mm-hmm. So that was when I started looking at alternatives. I was like, okay, what other stuff are out there? So a friend of mine was using Encore. He said he's mm-hmm. on the podcast. So I checked it out, I was exploring the app, it was quite interesting, it was nice. That was when I, fa- I found a feature where you can actually invite someone by a link and get So I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is really cool. But then, so that was how I started my, my podcast journey. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Anchor is great because it's... For me, I like it's free, obviously. So that makes things really easy, especially when you're testing the market and you don't necessarily want to invest a lot of money up front. Um, so I really like Anchor. And now that it's owned by Spotify, it's got a lot more um, great features, uh, especially with like customer support. And the fact that they distribute to pretty much any podcast platform out there is, is I really like Anchor as well. So that's what yeah. we use too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good platform for sure. So if anyone listening is interested in starting their own podcast, I definitely recommend starting with Anchor just just again to test the waters and see. Well, there are really great podcast platforms out there too. Like there's Podbean and uh, oh yeah, there's another Cast Castworks, I think it's called. Uh, you can obviously do your own RSS feed through your own website. You can do Apple Podcasts. Like there's so many other ways you can create your own um, podcast. But again, Anchor is nice because it allows you to at least get started, get familiar with how it works. It gives you tools to use. You know, like Charles was saying, it gives you like your audio and you can invite people to record with you. So it's definitely, it's definitely a good place to start. Um, what made you want to get started with like podcasting rather than something like Clubhouse? Like what do you use the biggest yeah. difference and benefits between like Clubhouse and 
a, a legitimate podcast. Podcast, okay. So for me, like Clubhouse, it's more like where you just hang out and just have some casual conversation. And and I think that, that feature where it doesn't save, because you can you can actually save your conversation. You know, when you after having your conversation, it's gone. It's just like you're talking to someone like in person and after that it ends there. Mm-hmm. Then you can only recall the conversation maybe in your memory and that's all. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting, but I need I need some way I can actually save my my content and add it to my journey. Because I, I often blog about my my um engineering journey. So I I wanted to express it via podcasting because I feel okay, mm. these stuff are gonna be saved here, you know. And yeah, I think that, that that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it is it is a different environment for sure. Definitely it is. It is. But now in regards to uh, Clubhouse and podcasting, it has been very interesting in the sense that, okay, for example, Facebook, funny enough, I, I'm reading online that like, they want to go into podcasting, mm. which it's, it feels kind of weird because mm-hmm, it's like, what mm-hmm. is Facebook going into podcasting? Like, it doesn't make any sense, kind of, you know, but... I don't know, they just feel like since they have like uh, a strong user base, user, you know, user account actually, because they have a bunch of users who use Facebook, they feel okay, probably people people would, you know, there'll be a lot of influx into them leveraging that platform and all mm-hmm. that. So, but I don't, I don't actually guess why people want to go into podcasting. I don't know if probably they're, they're trying to, you know, like say, um, help the creator economy because it's, it's it's kind of weird to a reasonable extent, you know. Because I feel like okay, when when Clubhouse launched, yeah, Facebook they rolled out a new feature called Live Room, which was it was cool, it was interesting, mm-hmm. but it was more like a clone to Clubhouse. But I feel it wasn't scaling. Because now on Facebook, when you have your conversation, like like when you ask, you ask me, okay, why why did I choose uh, podcasting over Clubhouse? So with Clubhouse, I can actually save my content. It's just real time, and that's all. You know? mm-hmm. On Facebook now, like if you're using Live Room and all that, after having your conversations, you can actually download your data. Even on Twitter Spaces too, like after 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 hosting a Twitter Space, you could actually request for everything that should be downloaded, and then you would um, you know you could replay your conversations and all that. You know. Which is quite mm-hmm. interesting to mm-hmm. a reasonable extent. But then I I, I just feel Clubhouse well, that that gives Clubhouse an edge. Because it's just unique in the sense that you can't even download your 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 content and all that. It's mm. just real on its own. Uh, yeah. So I think I think I think that's yeah. why. 
that extent. That's yeah, extent. Yeah, well, this clubhouse is definitely about more like conversations, like curating an atmosphere where you're like creating your own shows. For example, you're creating your own、um, experience with a podcast. With Clubhouse, it's it's that candid nature, right? Where you can't, you know, you can't download things, you can't necessarily upload that moment situation where it creates that that authentic experience, that、mm. authentic conversational experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is amazing. Hmm.、Um, mm-hmm. And and I went to feeder spaces rolled out. <laughs>、mm. Like it was really it was really cool. Like oh my god, because why why I started why I started attending clubhouse, you know,、uh, meetings. It was because most of my followers on Twitter they were taking their conversations to clubhouse. You know?、mm. mm-hmm. Exactly. That was why I was I was kind of using the platform. But then when feeder spaces rolled out, like. They started having their conversation on Twitter Spaces. It, it, it was still unstable. It is still unstable because most times when you have the conversation, next thing it's just you know most of the rooms just ends, and it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you've expressed something like that, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the nice thing with a podcast is like typically podcasts will have like intros and extras where it's like you'll introduce you'll introduce the show and everything like that and then you'll wrap it up. Where I've definitely had that experience in Clubhouse too, where it's like you'll you're you're listening to something and you're listening to a really great conversation, and then it's like okay bye and then dead. <laughs> and you're like um okay great. So I think that makes truly though I think that's what makes the difference between. Really good members of Clubhouse and ones that are still trying to figure things out is you'll notice when you're listening to people talking in Clubhouse when they're hosting like a Clubhouse and they they end it properly right where they're like you know thanks for joining us and this that and the other and then they'll have a, a proper outro so yeah.、Um, yeah so I think that that definitely kind of creates that difference between between that Clubhouse environment and that Clubhouse experience too. Hashu, um, what's her? Um, I think it's called. Yes, this show called Call Her Daddy. Like I think they signed the contract with the lady. She she does a podcast show, and it was like a sixty million dollar um contract or something,、oh, wow. which was which was huge. Yeah, because、mm-hmm. I I feel like uh in regards to podcasting, yeah, these big platforms, the. I feel don't start publishing their own content in regards to podcasting because、mm-hmm. Spotify they're making these big moves in, with partnering with these big podcast podcast hosts, you know, from this, the owner of Call Her Daddy to、um, Joe Rogan, 
they make it big, huge roles in that experience. But people like um, like Apple, I, I don't know if Apple would have, they have that in their you know plans to begin to probably part- partner with creators, mm. either the big creators or middle class creators, and sponsoring their content, you know, and making it exclusive. Mm-hmm. Which I, I feel it's gonna be nice if they eventually go into something like this, and it would it would it would even be weird if Facebook go that route because them starting a podcast is just weird entirely, and I feel like <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like if they're not going that route, then it's 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 it doesn't make any sense. Well, the thing that I find interesting about Facebook right now is that form like Facebook itself as its as its platform, as its social media platform, definitely caters to a specific type of audience. And it was, you know, it was first curated as a platform for university students to connect with one another. Right. Um, And then obviously it's evolved and has had a whole bunch of silly iterations, but it's funny now because I think Facebook definitely is in the game of business and marketing where they are trying to acquire uh, platforms and, and products and businesses that are doing well, right? Because Facebook now owns Instagram. Facebook now owns WhatsApp. So Facebook coming into the podcast sphere makes sense to a certain degree because obviously podcasting right now is pretty big. Right. Everyone's podcasting or thinking of podcasting or listening to podcasts or, you know, becoming a part of this creator economy and trying to uh, monetize things that they create and are a part of. So it makes sense from like a business marketing standpoint because they want to they want a slice of that pie, so to speak. Right. They want to get in on the get on get in on the game. But it's just interesting because at what point is at what point is Facebook a social media platform? And at what point is Facebook a, a business brand managing, managing yeah, platform? Because yeah, yeah. they've got all these other acquirements now. So it's that's that's a question that's been interesting me lately as well. We're just seeing Facebook starting to acquire all the, the hot apps, right? Yeah. Instagram's huge. WhatsApp's huge. Podcasting is now huge. So what are they going to acquire? That's the question. <laughs> that's true. So I feel I feel I feel that they're trying to play a card like Google. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to be like the next Google kind of. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's interesting, but I I I I feel at their core, they are only interested in making money through advertising. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So I feel I feel that that's just their core core goal. And okay, and now they're saying okay, they want to help creators from their mm. podcast mm-hmm. um, I, I okay the three pulling out features um i think i i don't know if they use the that features in regards to payments yes like um the way clubhouse wrote features and twitter um rolled out tips and and stuff so mm-hmm. if they are um okay if they have plans to help creators definitely they would need to make money themselves so mm-hmm. now that's where advertising comes into play now. So, but now I don't know how they would want to 
use the advertising like when when podcast started yeah um for example that show i told you about that serial show uh that crime serial show i told you about yeah so as at that time yeah most um big brands for example um mailchimp like a mm. email service company you know they would pay the uh they pay her to you know advertise her products just like the way other um big brands are you know, paying these podcasts hosts you know to just for sponsorship deals and all that you know so now i don't know how Facebook would want to you know make their income in gas advertising mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i don't know if they're going to take this route in regards to sponsorships or maybe imposing adverts to the creators or they will automatically roll out ads while you're while you're listening to a podcast which is good yeah <laughs> just like just like the way spotify rolls out ads for their free sales who are listening to their music you know, you listen to an amazing, you know, you vibe to your music and all that, and boom, an advert pops up, which is definitely going to be weird. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, because that's the thing where it's like, it's exactly like we, you were saying, businesses just want to make money. <laughs> like, that's their first <laughs> and only end goal, it seems, at times. But it's curious where, when it's the creators that fuel the trends, right? It's us okay. creators that are fueling the trends, that are fueling the next you know, iterations of things, creator economy, podcasts, all this stuff. Like, you know, Joe Rogan with his podcast, he didn't start with a sponsorship. You know, he didn't start with people paying him buttloads of money. Like he started with his, you know, with his recognition, obviously, like he's some level of celebrity. So he starts with his recognition through that becomes popular. And then because his show is so popular is when he starts getting advertisements. So it's interesting because it is like businesses, they they don't, I don't think they put the creator first at mind. They just look at like, oh, this is popular. How can I jump on the bandwagon and make more money for myself and my business? So I'm curious to see what types of startups and businesses kind of evolve from this creator economy that put the creators first, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So uh, to to round things up, yeah, I I would want us to briefly talk about what uh, we think would give Clubhouse an edge in regards to you know taking a stance to the social life audio and all that. I so I was listening to a, 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 a podcast show. Um, it, the, uh, the the host he was interviewing um, the the, uh, the founders of, of Clubhouse. The name of the show mm-hmm. is um, it's, it's Press Club. It's hosted by John, Josh Constein. Hi, everybody. I'm Josh Constein, your host of Press Club, where we bring together the biggest names in tech to talk about the big issues. And here we have a special show, the one year anniversary show for Press Club. And it couldn't be a better fit than to have the two founders of Clubhouse, Paul Davison and Rohan Seth, the creators of this thing we're on right now. 
would, I would add a link um, you know, later. So he was speaking to the founders and they said that when they started Clubhouse, it was actually, you know, for a community. In the sense that, instead of as their friends, it was just a single room where you could just go there, everyone flew with each other, and you could just have like live conversations, be just their friends only. And slowly they started expanding, you know. But it, they were, it was still small, and that was why it's, it's still invite only to, to an extent. So, but all of a sudden, boom, they, it, it was everywhere, they, they went viral. And everyone was using the platform. Everyone was still using the platform. And even today, the platform is still like an invite-only platform. So mm-hmm. he was saying that, um, in, like in, in regards to community, so he was saying it, when when you scale a community too fast, like it breaks. In the sense that, I I, I feel like people who who love scaling community too fast, for for example, is probably someone like okay. It might not be community though, it might be in regards to their business sense. I'll say Facebook, with the way they just keep jumping and acquiring different, different platforms and all that, you know. They're just scaling and trying new products, you know. But though, that's not community though. Well, I, I feel we see community in a way because when you look at their core, their core um, value, yeah. As, mm-hmm. as you were saying earlier, it was mostly focused on, okay, uh, people in their university you know that was like the initial community mm-hmm. but now they totally deviated from that um you know core value and said mm-hmm. exploring mm-hmm. but now clubhouse they just they, they have to focus on their community even if they they were forced to scale quickly but still yet they, they, they're still keeping everything closed, trying to, you know, understand their audience and ship out new features, correct new bugs and all that slowly. Mm-hmm. So I feel that keeps them an edge, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, in regards to the social audio life space. Yeah, at least for right now, it definitely gives them an edge to keep it a little exclusive in that regard. I think they have to be careful, though, because if people get frustrated that they can't right if they don't have any invites or anything like that people can become frustrated with that exclusive nature and then just jump on to the next trend so i think for clubhouse to keep that advantage they need to be strategic in how they they manage it so that they don't scare people away either right because yeah. you know we don't want clubhouse to be the next vine so to speak and have it just disappear into oblivion <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh my god, Vine Vi, Vi was so good. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dating dating ourselves here, aren't we? <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Okay. For creators in, in in terms of Clubhouse, for creators to keep an advantage and keep a competitive edge with Clubhouse, I think they need to pair it with other marketing efforts. So for example, if we're hosting a podcast and we are asking questions in our podcast where we're like, hey, what do you guys think about this? We're going to be hosting a clubhouse after this podcast launches to have conversation around this. So I think clubhouse can be a really strong asset in that regards where you use cross-platform promotions where 
you use your podcast to kind of get the meat and the potatoes out onto the air. And then you can have that candid conversation exclusivity in a clubhouse environment to ask and answer some of these questions that you've presented in your podcast. Like, I think that's a strategic way that creators, for example, can use clubhouse to their advantage. Amazing. That's true. That's true. That's really interesting. That's true. Wow. Like, and, and I feel even brands too can actually mm. take the same approach, you know, mm-hmm. in regards to maybe they're trying to hold a new feature and they can say, okay, I'm hosting a clubhouse um, session, you know, let's just, can, now you can have like a one-on-one interaction with the founders and from mm. the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true though. That's yeah, true. that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you said, if they still, you know, um, keep Clubhouse too exclusive and now most, for example, brands or creators, most of their audience, now when most of these guys, they can join the conversation, they will now drop it to the next one thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's, and that's going to definitely be part of Clubhouse, you know. So, yeah, that's true. Definitely because they would they would need to open up real soon mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. just start challenging the other guys, which is not easy because these big platforms like oh my god, it's not easy to challenge like these big companies and all briefly diffuse the conversation into blockchain. For example, I, I saw that um, Instagram, they they want to start rolling out what they call NFTs. Do you, do you know what NFTs are? I know the definition of NFTs. I still have no freaking idea what they actually work. Like what they mean, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay, I think I think you just know the, the definition, it's okay. So I noticed the Instagram will start rolling out a marketplace where people can you know buy NFTs on their platform. Which is weird. I'm like, what? I don't understand. These guys, you guys know okay, yeah, to, to a reasonable extent, they want to start going into blockchain because they they wanted to roll out blockchain coins on mm. that Facebook name and all that yeah which is cool but then the project is still is still pending i actually don't know if libra is going to work but i believe that it's important to try new things but now they started started exploring that that niche so why why are we into this is these these blockchain centralized apps they're trying to disrupt these big guys but still yes these big guys are still you know exploiting them to some extent so it's not it's not it's not going to be easy for clubhouse definitely or they would need to figure it out you know in new ways like um as you said in regards to um so what what, what, what was the point again <laughs> don't mind me i was i, I might be jumping into into, into blockchain just took my mind into a different feeling that
just talking about the disruption and trying to compete with the big guys. Yeah. That was your initial train of thought with blockchain. Yeah. So I was I was referring to um your point in regards to Clubhouse. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um huh? oh my god. I, 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 <laughs> don't mind me, Jesus. Okay, what am I thinking? Like for real, what am I thinking? That's crazy though. You know? Was well, it in just, relation like how brands and creators can leverage Clubhouse? Yes, exactly. That's true. In regards to hosting some of their conversations in Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah. So, um, in, in regards to that, so, yeah. So, Clubhouse, they would need to, you know, buckle up in that extent, I feel, you know, and just that um, opening up their, their platform for regular users to continue to leverage the platform in that extent so mm-hmm. yeah so that's true though that's that's i think i think i think that's all mm-hmm. i think that i think that does it actually you know for our, our conversation mm-hmm. yeah so do you, do you have any last words actually well thank you so much for inviting me on to have this conversation i think it's very intriguing and very interesting. And I think a lot of key points were brought up for even creators and other people to to consider when they are thinking about even podcasts and leveraging what they do and branding and marketing themselves. So thank you for joining for inviting me to join you on this conversation. This is this was fantastic. Uh, if anyone is interested to follow along with my adventures or see the work that I do, um, you can check out my podcast. It's the attention podcast the ATTN podcast. You can find myself on Anchor as well. Uh, you can also check me out on Instagram where I do most of my branding and design at Amelia Nash Design. So thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> thank you. Well, that's fine. Thank you so much. And thank you so much you know, for being here because I had, I had a really interesting conversation and most, most some of the thoughts just came, you know, as we were talking and definitely mm-hmm. I I am sure I, I learned a lot and I would listen to it again and take 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 more notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yes, definitely. So uh, it was good to have you here, Amelia. For real, you know, thank you so much for your time. You know, good to be I, here. I, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. All right, just take care of yourself. Bye. Bye. So guys, if you enjoyed this episode and you have some questions, uh, just hit me up and I'll do my best to answer. And also don't forget to share with your friends so they can also enjoy and have fun. So guys, peace out. Bye.